1: Welcome back to the official, unofficial podcast presented by Blue Wire Podcast. We're joined by a longtime, longtime friend of the show. He is San Francisco Giants infielder, Donnie Walton. How are you doing, brother? Doing good, brother. Glad to be back on. It, it, I think you're close to breaking the records of appearances on the show. I think it's your third time, but it's a pleasure to have you back on. But we're, We talked about this before the show. Where are you at right now? Are you in uh, AZ? Yeah, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, rehabbing right now. I uh,
2: just had sh- shoulder surgery, uh, so I'm down here. Just I'll probably be here the whole time in the off season. As well, just rehabbing with the the trainers here and staff here. So,
1: damn. So, and we talked about you can't even golf and stuff, right? So you're just a nightmare. What are you doing? Can't can't golf. I'm trying to just pick
2: up new things. There's actually a Spanish class um, that you can take here um, with the Giants, and then I mean, I'm playing video games reading books. I got actually my old college teammate here, uh, Kevin Bradley. Um, he's here, so I've been just chilling with him.
1: How's your, uh, how's your, uh, Spanish going? Are, are you, are you buzzing? I haven't started yet. Yeah, that's what I'm planning on, planning on doing. I haven't
2: started yet. So, uh, that would be something to just kind of, you know, keep me sane or do something, you know, and just said, I just sitting around here in the hotel.
1: That is, I mean, you should take up sports. You should take up gambling on NFL man. Oh, might yeah. as well <laughs> you might as I, well take it, it up it, it's it'll legal be, in Arizona it'll be
2: dangerous it'll it's... be dangerous i yeah, I'm definitely probably gonna pick up on that for sure um you know, I got a bunch of buddies doing that stuff, and hell, I mean it might me it might keep the keep the game more interesting for sure
1: keep that competitive nature in you man you can't you can't golf right now, you can't play baseball you might as well know, just get dude. become a degenerate with us with all I know I'm, I'm losing my mind, so i'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have to do something like that. <laughs> I'm going to send you this. So we're talking about the golf game. Uh, I, I sent this to TG. I think and he said it's just beautiful. So I changed up my golf swing here. I'm going to send okay. it to you and get a Donnie Walton live reaction because you're, you're a stick. We're in, I just sent it to you. I just texted it to you. We're going to get a okay. D. Walt live reaction of the golf swing. This, this by the way, Got was it. flushed five feet from the pin. So this is – stay tuned. Well, we'll watch it
2: live and then uh, we'll slow it down. <laughs> Oh, not bad. Little baby cut in there.
1: Yeah, a little baby cut. And hey, listen, oh, cool. listen, uh, it, it's come a long way, folks. The swing has come a long way. Hey, I
2: like, I like the tempo. I like the tempo. Tempo a lot.
1: town. That's what we're working on. I will, I will be posting this with a live reaction. And the one thing I will post this is, uh, like I said, you could see the divot. The divot is like to the left. I can't figure that out. I can't just have flush straight divots, but that's just as straight as could be. So I don't know what's going on with it that's all day like that's an all-day swing
2: you know it's i mean it's not terrible i definitely uh you know i've gotten this before you know friends and teammates send their you know video and give me a uh, give me your feedback on it well this i mean the takeaway is nice the takeaway is nice but then you can see that every baseball player does the exact same thing they came come right over the top which uh you know A few drills here and there. You can fix that easy. But the baby cut, dude, it looks nice. You can definitely see the divot um, going out to the left, just like you said. But, uh, (laughs) hey, if you want to come out to Arizona, you know, that will keep me sane, trying to fix this. You'll be my caddy. We're
1: going to do a content piece. I'm going to come down to Arizona sometime in the offseason. Hopefully. Do you know how long you're on the shelf for? You can't golf for? Like, when's the ETA for
2: Man, it's gonna be like February. It's gonna be like right when spring training starts.
1: Like, all right, so you'll be my caddy. I'll, we'll get TG to fly out too because he was giving me. T- I said, TG's a wild man because he sent me. <laughs> I sent him a video and he was like, he posted up his phone on his desk in his room and he grabbed like a putter and was showing me like how like the swing path should be with his putter. He no doubt who who be two on the golf course when you guys would go out. Who is dog walking who.
2: Oh, you know what? We went only one time.
1: Um, and it was during the COVID year,
2: I think right before 21 season. Um, we played Wolf, I think. And, uh, dude, I honestly can't remember. I know neither of us got last, so we didn't have to pay. Um, so that was a good thing, but no, TG's good. He's solid. I've seen him play, uh, or seen his videos and stuff like that. He's solid. And, uh, I know – what's his, what's his buddy's name? The top golfer. Well, my I know he golf
1: with Dustin Johnson's brother. Johnson's, yeah,
2: he, DJ and all that stuff. So he's got some good coaching in his ear, so it's not bad.
1: He's living the dream, TG. Like I'm pretty sure he just like trains and then just golfs every single day and like at private courses in Florida. He's living the dream. It's not – it's not a bad
2: life right there. <laughs> not a bad life. I can think of worse, worse ideas.
1: Exactly, man. The thing that sucks about playing golf here is, though, in Canada, it's like you get good, like, close to the end of the summer, and then you can't golf for, like, six yeah. or seven months. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So- no, it's
2: it's crazy. Like, Oklahoma, it's like, you never know what you're going to get. It'll, it'll snow one day, and the next day be 75 degrees. So... You just kind of like always have your clubs in the in the car, just in case you have that day where you can just sneak on, you know, grab nine or a quick eighteen.
1: And speaking about Oklahoma, is OSU going to win the Big Twelve this year? <laughs> what's what, what's, uh, what's going on? Because last year you want to talk about a fucking meltdown. That oh, was, was a meltdown in the Big Twelve championship. I was there. You were I there? Was there. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> I, uh,
2: this is this is like how heartbreaking it was for us because my high school buddies were sitting right next to me and I've known these kids since we were five years old, diehard Oklahoma state fans. We went, to, they went, to, they were in the frat while I was playing. And then I got all my college teammates there. So it's a bunch of us in just this whole section that, you know, we're all friends and uh, friends with. And so we took a party bus to the game and, um, at uh, you know, it was 11 o'clock game. You, I, I'm sure you see, saw parts of that first half where it yeah. was just three picks, four picks, or whatever. I think we ended up having like five turnovers and we still had a chance to win. Um, we were going absolutely nuts, and uh, so that last play where you know he didn't get in the end zone, I think you know it was five of us, it was all my high school buddies, we sat there. didn't didn't talk for like 30 minutes and was in the stadium for another hour just sitting there. I just can't believe we didn't win the Big 12 championship.
1: Do you? Yeah. that I mean, that wasn't great, but I got another thing about Oklahoma State that I want to talk about with you. Why did Mike Gundy cut his mullet? What the fuck's up with that? That's that's (laughs) bad juju.
2: You know, he's got good hair. That's the thing. Like He's got really good hair. And You know, you can see throughout the years he's done quite a bit of uh, adjusting to it. Um, You know, I think what he's got going on is pretty solid. You know, when he's got that mullet, you know, I don't know. We, I don't even think we had some good years. I I don't think we didn't beat OU when he had the mullet. Um, So I think what he's got
1: going on, you know, this year and last year, I think we need to stick with that. Have you met Mike Gundy? Yeah. What kind of what like? Because in my impersonation, like what I think about Mike Gundy is he just has a massive dip in at all times. Even though I've never seen a picture of him in a dip, (laughs) he's always wearing sunglasses, and he's just all the time just pissed the fuck off. Like what? What was it like? What's he? What's he like in person? He's uh he's
2: calm. He's like, you know, he uh he's got that kind of style to him, that swagger. Um, he definitely somehow can pull out, pull off the the sweatshirt tucked in or the pullover tucked in he's always got his you know um shirt tucked in at all times which is you know kind of alarming to me but uh you know it's his deal uh but he you know he's solid he uh he's got a swagger about him he's always running like you can see him on campus running uh every day pretty much it was I remember that but other than that man he just he's got this swagger about him and uh he's he's a little bit of a high energy guy
1: he i mean he's electric and uh he just he just is so much better than that scumbag lincoln riley that just (laughs) absolutely you just hate to see it but why is oklahoma state why does your school not use the logo from the 1970s the cowboy with like the guns and like it with the cowboy hat, the mustache, everything like that's the best logo in my opinion, or one of the best logos in college athletics. Like why no, did they drop that?
2: We have a great mascot, absolutely, and uh, that you know, Pistol Pete on the on the side of the helmet. I think that's my favorite look, um, football. Um, but in the '80s and stuff like that, the OS, you know, we this is like a little controversy with uh, Oregon State where they had the OS as well, but, um, you know, I think it's a good look for baseball, but, you know, what like are you talking about just football? like Yeah,
1: the, like even the baseball, I don't understand, like that logo is so electric, like with the guns the, and like Cowboy hat, everything.
2: You The like Pistol Pete on the hat?
1: Yeah, like why don't you like go vintage and rep that on the hat? That'd be all time.
2: My, we did that my first few years, and we had like a little Phantom Pete, which was sick. Um, we had that first two years, but then we went straight to the OS, um, because our head coach was old school and uh, he liked the old school look.
1: That's a tragedy, man. That's a tragedy. So let's go but, back into base. Let's go into baseball here. So last time we were talking, you were still a member of the Seattle Mariners. Now you're on this. Uh, now you're on the San Francisco Giants. Where were you when you found out that like you're not on? The, you're not a Mariner anymore. And did you was like the writing in the sand there? Did you have an idea that it's like all right, I might be gone here? Like just with the pickups from like Adam Frazier, Suarez, all these guys. Like, did you know that yeah. you were kind of the next man out?
2: Yeah, I just kind of like saw that you know um, there wasn't really room for me, and uh, you know i I had a good year last year, and kind of saw like you know they had a different approach of things, and um, which is fine. It's just part of the game, um, and you know I just I just didn't fit that team at that time uh and i kind of had a feeling i was like i don't know if, how long i'm going to be you know with the mariners and uh it was the beginning of may uh we just got back from a road trip uh from salt lake played one game and then i was actually going to go get breakfast we just left the apartment i was with i was living with our boy festa matt festa it was a part, yeah. of, part of the cast and um you know, I think he was actually up in the big leagues at that time. Um, but I was just going to get breakfast, went to Chick-fil-A. Um, after I left Chick-fil-A, Jerry DePoto called me and told me the news that morning and then started packing up that day and left, uh, I think, El Paso to meet the Triple a team and then got called up like a day later
1: and uh, met the team in St. Louis. Man, it's just like it, it, it's it's a crazy thing, but like was part of you kind of relieved because going to the Giants, you were gonna have more of an opportunity to be like an everyday big leaguer and like stay up with the big club and stuff like that. So was that something you were like not finally, but like all right, like now I have like a true legit shot to crack a big league roster and play every single day?
2: You know, I think the the position I was with Seattle, I was kind of in the same kind of situation with the Giants, um but you know they wanted me there. I think that was another thing. I think you know the Giants um, they made that trade because you know they wanted me and liked me as a player. I don't know if my um, my my opportunity changed at all. I think you know probably had a little bit of better opportunity, of course, with the Giants um, than I did with Seattle. Um, but I was just excited just to you know see a new see a new team, put on a different uniform, and um, you know the Giants are like a very historic, you know, franchise. And, um, you know, I watched Brandon Crawford, you know, my entire life. And, you know, Brandon Bell and all these guys, uh, Longoria. So it was, I was just excited to, you know, share the same uniform as those guys and, you know, learn from them.
1: Yeah, and talking about Brandon Crawford and stuff like that, like you've been playing, like you've probably got to play alongside him and see how he functions every single day and stuff like that. What makes him so elite? Like, what's so good about Brandon Crawford that makes him just one of the best? Like, in my opinion, one of the nastiest shortstops of probably my childhood. To be honest, he's nasty.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I I've played with uh, two guys whose last names are Crawford, and I think they both have the most swag I've ever seen in my life. Um, Both of them, (laughs) but uh, like JP and uh, Brandon's the same way. Like, they're the same guy every day. Uh, You know, they're they go about their business the right way you know they're uh they're professional and uh they also can like they enjoy the game so much and they share information and just like a great teammate and uh I remember playing up the middle for again like with them for the first time and you know I don't think it hit me until it was like a pitching change while we were in St. Louis my first game and I'm looking across and it's Crawford belt in Longoria, and Longoria. I'm just like <laughs> shaking my head, laughing. I'm like, this is nuts. You know, <laughs> um, I think it was like the sixth or seventh inning, but uh, there is just easy to play with those guys. Like, you know, they make the game fun. They're right there for you. Uh, anything you need, you know, they got you. And I think that's why those guys have played so long. They're great teammates, great people. And uh, they love the game of baseball.
1: And Brandon Crawford, like when you're at second, in a double play ball, do you just automatically get to the base and you're like, he's no matter where this ball is, he's somehow going to figure out a way to get this to me. Like, did he make any nasty plays when you're playing alongside him where you're like, what the fuck was that? Like that was insane. Yeah.
2: I think in the moment you don't think about it. Like, cause you're just in that competitive environment. But like, I think after the play, you kind of like sit there and laugh, kind of shake your head. I remember we were in Cincinnati and, uh, you know, we rolled a couple double plays and then, uh, he made a bare hand play and then he made like a sliding backhand in the hole and threw the guy out. And I remember we we're throwing around the horn, you know, and uh, I remember walking or kind of jogging back to my spot or walking to my spot, just shake my head, laughing. I'm like, dude, I've seen this guy make this play a thousand times like videos and I'm just seeing it right here. It's just like you kind of look up in the sky and you're like, thank you, God, like this is nuts, you know.
1: Yeah, he is. He's special, man. He really is. And another guy you play alongside, you mentioned him a little bit earlier, was Evan Longoria. The fact that that guy's still kicking it and competing at the big league level is crazy. Because I feel like I remember watching him play with, like, bj upton and like james Shields and matt garza all these throwback yeah. names and the tampa rays when they were a wagon in the playoffs yeah what's it like being alongside evan longoria man that dude is so special like his swing is just so you can remember it just by seeing one one hack of it
2: yeah he's uh he was awesome dude he's the one guy i got to talk to a little bit and uh you know he shared information and he's like the first guy to dab you up and and another guy, you know, just give you a little insight here and there. And, you know, he he's fired up in the dugout when you have success. Uh, but he's another guy, he's just first class, you know, professional, gets his work done, gets his body right for the game. And it's just cool to watch. kind of just, I think you just learn that way by watching these guys go about their day and, um, and you realize, like, all right, well, this is why they're playing for so long.
1: And so during your time with the big club, you got to face the Phillies in Philadelphia. What's it like playing in front of those fans? Like, were they fucking ruthless towards you? <laughs> How was that? Like, do you have they're, any funny stories about your time playing at the Citizens Bank? Um, You know what?
2: They're ruthless to both teams. You know, and I, <laughs> what, I, what I figured out was, like, when you play the corners, like, last year I played left field. Or you play third base, like that's where you kind of get you get worn out. Like you get worn out when you're closer to the stands, when you're at short and second, you can't you can't really hear anything, um, unless you have to play, and you just kind of hear those guys calling you a bum and everything else. Um, you know, I haven't heard anything that I haven't heard before, um, but I just remember, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, he was a closer for the Mets a long time. And Latin guy, and then he was with Phillies oh, this year. Oh, uh, Familia. Jairus Familia. So he was walking a couple guys, and he literally tied his shoe, like, five times in a row. He had to stop called time and chi- tied his <laughs> shoe, like, five times. And I'm, like, laughing, and I'm, like, dude, this guy is struggling out there with his, like, cleat. And the fans could not, like, they were booing for so long. It seemed for, like, 20 minutes just ragging on familiar about just him just tying his shoe. you couldn't, <laughs> couldn't figure it out. I mean, uh, it was amazing.
1: There was, I was actually at that game. So uh, when Bryson made his debut for the Phillies, I went to like the six, first or six or seven games they played. I was at that Alec Baum game where he said, like, I fucking hate this place. <laughs> yeah. And the funniest yeah. thing was, was like, you could hear like the static of the ballpark, like all the fans slowly start to catch wind of him saying that and the boos keep raining down on him. He made, like, three airs that game. He went, like, 0-4, I think it was, or one for 4 He was getting – it's crazy, man. Like, that that city is a whole other beast, dude. It's wild. Another beast. I've, uh, you know, I've had
2: some teammates that are from Philly and from the East Coast, and they're like, there's nothing like Philly fans. And I was kind of excited to get there, and I'm like, all right, I'm about to hear this stuff, like, you know, what people have been talking about, and – you know, luckily we played well and we were winning and so they were just destroying their own team. Like they were just <laughs> destroying them. I was just like, This is crazy.
1: Dude, it's it's wild how bad it gets. And I think it's just so stupid like uh booing your own players at your own ballpark. Like that is gonna make them play like it's Yankee fans are the worst and they've obviously given me my my shit on the tick, on TikTok or whatever. They they've come at me pretty hard, but Yankee <laughs> fans, Phillies fans, Mets fans like the East Coast fans in my opinion got to be the most insane fan base of all time. Like they're insane. wild. They're wild. Yeah.
2: It's it's, insane. An, it's it's crazy. And I think the bullpen actually gets it worse than Philly. I've just heard, you know, because um, it's like right, it's, it's right a, beside it, the fans. It's just like it's a, a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's a, a ledge
1: and them the fans with them and stuff like that. We
2: have a kid here, Yovera, um, who's with the Giants, and he was with Philly before, and he talked about he talks about all the time Philly, Mallow. He's like Mallow, which is bad. You know, it's just he goes, I uh, I walked like a couple guys and gave up a hit, and then the next day I come in to pitch, and as soon as they open the gate boo just like oh my so god just like, it's crazy crazy it's
1: wild man it goes to show you like guy and then but when you're love there you're loved man like bryce oh, harper is, oh, is a god yeah. there so you, when you were there was bryce harper rehabbing still or he wasn't no back he was playing he, he was, was playing. playing so what was that yeah. reception like just seeing it firsthand well like mv3 would get in philly because it's wild man
2: it's it's crazy you know he's mvp last year so like they love him they absolutely love him, and it's like. You know, I couldn't imagine being Nick Foles, you know? Like, <laughs> like they absolutely – he can he doesn't have to pay for anything while he's there in Philly. Like, he, every meal is paid for. Like, I'm sure it's, you know, it's like that. Like, when you do well in that environment and you win a championship or anything like that, like, I think that's another – I think that's why they're great, too. They're bad, but they're also great because they'll love you if you have success.
1: Nick Foles is probably like- – Oh my God, dude. That guy is, he is probably a legend there. He'll probably never, oh, he'd probably need like 80 security guards when he's rolling down there because those people would maul him. Like maul. He, it would be crazy, bro. So, maul. so I would, what, 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 was, what was a couple other parks you got to play at? Did you get, do you, did you ever play in New York when you were with the Phillies or with the Giants? No, no, I didn't get to, I went to
2: St. Louis, went to Miami, went to Philly, and then I think to, oh, in Cincinnati and
1: then uh, the rest were at home. Yeah, the, you, you played a shit ton of home games. Holy fuck. What yeah. about Miami? How sick is Miami? You were buzzing there. Maybe you were just having some uh, – maybe you were just buzzing around with a Don Julio, Don Peroni. when you were down there <laughs> the yeah, in Miami, is. having a good it's. time. I mean, three for 12. I Three for 12, how many RBIs? Three RBIs, a home run. So, I don't know what was in that Miami water when you were down there, but you were buzzing. What was it like?
2: What, what,
1: what was it like in Miami? It
2: was uh, – it's easily uh, – you can easily get – and uh, in that environment outside the stadium, it's, <laughs> it's I haven't seen anything like it before. It's uh, that city is awesome, but uh, no, I, don't, I mean, that ballpark it's really nice. I mean, if they have a good team like that stadium, it's a, uh, it's electric, um, you know, but uh, yeah, I think the swing was just feeling good that day, you know, um, or that weekend, and uh, had a couple good swings, um, and like seven or eight RBIs it was it was a good weekend for sure
1: yeah you were on the loose you were just absolutely buzzing but speaking about San Fran I've never been to that stadium but I heard that stadium is just like world-class like one of the best you got McCovey Cove in right field your first time stepping foot at uh, what's that state what's it even called now is it still called Oracle Park okay well the first time you stepped foot at Oracle Park what was it like just stepping out of that dugout and like looking around being like this is the house that fucking bonds built that's, I mean, exactly
2: what I thought. I mean, I went out on that field and, uh, you know, kind of do my routine, kind of walk around, get stretched, um, moving around. But it's unbelievable. Like, the view, um, it's packed every day. Uh, that L.A. Dodgers series is electric. Uh, I've never been anything like that in my life. Um, but that's what you think. You think about You look over in that right field, and you're like – Bonds had about more than half of those splash hits, you know, <laughs> and um, I watched his highlights a thousand times. And then, like, you step on that field, and it's just like, it's just you can't help but smile. It's just unbelievable.
1: Do they like have milestones and monuments there to like remember Barry Bonds, or is is he like sh- shunned away from that state? No, they love him. They love him.
2: They, they love him. Pictures everywhere. Um, you know, as he should. I think he's the the goat. That's yeah, he's the best baseball player ever.
1: Yeah, he so. he's the goat. Not Babe Ruth. Uh alleged I uh, listen, there's some conspiracy theories that Babe Ruth killed his wife. I I see it online. I'm, I stay on the weeds. Uh, he burned the house down. Listen, I'm I, I went through the, the guy fucking, was crazy. Was crazy. I, I I went through the wormhole. I went through the wormhole, yeah. man. I I searched the internet. He did kill his wife. There's some crazy conspiracy theories. Maybe you should look into that. I'm not listening. I I'm an anti-Yankee guy. I'm more of an anti-Babe Ruth guy. I know there's some shit in the weeds there for sure, but Speaking about Barry Bonds, man, I mean, seeing the sh- like seeing how that ballpark is, is-, is that ballpark not really hitter friendly? No, it's not, no. right? Yeah, no. seeing how unhitter friendly that ballpark is, being a big leaguer like yourself, does it make it more insane to like be like Barry Bonds broke multiple records here as the home run king in this fucking stadium? Imagine if you yeah, played at like the Rogers Center. Guys talk
2: about it all the time. Um, they're like, Yeah, just think about what Barry did. And I'm like, just shaking my head. It's just like, this is crazy because every day it's a swirl. It's not like it blows out. Like you have no idea where the wind's going. And I remember talking with Brant uh, Crawford about it. He's like, the ball is down the left field line. It's always going to come back to the field. But the ball is like on the second base side of the bag. It's always going to come back towards left field. Like it's just going to, you got to stay with it. He's like, no matter what, just run to get to the spot. You know? And I remember there's a fly ball uh during a night game it was hit like above third base and i didn't move because i knew the ball was going to come right to me um right right at short and it was just like this is crazy like the wind is nuts and um and the sun actually there behind home play it's very difficult for the outfield like it's i was out there shagging balls i'm like dude this is this is brutal sun right there is brutal but um but yeah, guys talk about it all the time. Like what Barry did was crazy, and I always think about like what if he played in Yankee Stadium? He hit like hundred home runs in one, <laughs> one year. Like he he come close. Like the shoebox. He would have he would have no joke ninety home runs. I'm pretty sure in one year.
1: <laughs> Easily. I mean, that's why the question. Like it is wild, man. Because there's no other sport that there's like a home field advantage. Like in hockey the ice is the same dimensions. Like the net is the same size in baseball. You have parks where you, where it's hitter friendly, where it's so pitcher true. friendly. Like so hockey true. is in football. The goalposts are the same fucking size, unless you're yeah. on the fucking bangles, which absolutely ruined me on Sunday. <laughs> the ba- Like it's the only sport where there's different advantages for pitchers and hitters and everywhere they go. It's crazy. Like it, no it, doubt. imagine what baseball would be like if every stadium had had the same dimensions be wild.
2: It wouldn't it wouldn't be as as fun. You know? Yeah, it wouldn't be as as interesting. Um, it's like when guys go to Toronto, I like hear all the time, it's just like Outfield's not used to that bounce, um, you know, not used to the turf and I feel like it's a huge advantage for Toronto. Um, you know, playing there and then, you know, having away teams try to figure all that out
1: yeah we'll we'll figure something. I think you guys come down to Toronto next year. I'm pretty sure actually. hundred percent you guys do actually with the Giants. but um, is that that's what everyone says though that's like that's like the narrative around the fucking baseball communities. Toronto's one of the best places to play. Is that like yeah. is that is that like a growing thing? Is that something that you yeah, always heard in no. Seattle?
2: yeah i've I've heard uh, I mean, I remember watching games when I was in uh, the minor leagues for Seattle and like when they played the Blue Jays um, like, it was a home field game
1: Cause the, because the like, British oh, Columbia right there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just everybody goes, goes there to the games and all oh, I've heard, I mean, you can see it on TV, like, and it, it's known around like playing that stadium. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, and, and, I, unfortunately, I haven't, I haven't been there, but everybody talks about how great it is. So, yeah,
1: I think I'm going to be seeing Festa in the playoffs, man. I may want to be I seeing, know. I may want to be seeing Mariners, Blue Jays, man. I don't know what to do when Festa comes in. Cause he's my guy, but, I'm a Jays guy through and through. So it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a weird visual for me. Hopefully they don't play each other. I'm hoping the Jays come in third in the wild card face the Guardians. But yeah, yeah. man, it just it it's a cra- it's just wild, man, because uh that Mariners team is like a, a lot of the guys from that team are guys you came up with the minor leagues from. Who would you yeah. say is one of the most impressive, though? Like besides obviously Julio Rodriguez. I mean, that guy's a freak, but is it like George yeah. Kirby? Like who's the most impressive you would say, like that you came up with?
2: That's a good question. I mean, I play with a lot of them. Um, you know, I love my boy Festa. We got drafted together. We came up together. Like, we uh
1: He's we wiped up now. He's wife'd up now. He might not be for the boys as much he as he is. used to be. He might not be going out on golf trips with the fellas anymore.
2: He is, but, you know, <laughs> she's a good one. She's a good one. But um, <laughs> that guy, hes I think what he came back from, you know, the Tommy John, and what he's doing now, I think, is very impressive. Um, I'm always rooting for him. And then, you know, I've got all my boys over there. Like Cal Raleigh's my guy. I know he he hasn't been on the, on the podcast. Yeah, he's ducking.
1: He's ducking us. He's, he's he might uh, be dead to me. I'll be honest with you. He might be dead. To me. He might be he's dead my to me.
2: guy. He's my guy. I I talked to him quite a bit. Um, you know, Jared. You know, unfortunately, he's he's kind of struggled up there in the big leagues. But you know, he's he puts up dumb numbers in the minor leagues. I think, you know, you just give it time that guy's going to go off. He's so, he's so impressive to watch, uh, you know, Gilbert. Oh gonna, my
1: God. that he's kid gonna is win disgusting. A Cy Young.
2: He's going to win a Cy Young real quick. Um, he's like the nicest kid in the world. I can go up and down. Like, you know, we all knew Julio was special, um, but he came into spring training with like a kind of totally different, attitude like he was more quiet and kind of like really focused he kind of changed his body a little bit because he had a little baby fat going you know in the years before he's a little put on some weight but he kind of sh- shed that off and he was he just turned into a freaking dog and um you know a guy, a guy last year i looked up to a lot ty france a guy oh that breaks. dude's a menace he he just with well, those runners in scoring position he's going to get him in almost every time um but yeah those guys were unbelievable you know Gilbert he has stuff like he's he's gonna win a Cy Young Kirby um like that guy's same same deal like he I don't know what he did differently with his like slider or something like that but he uh he started figuring it out and real quick
0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babel subscription at babbel.com slash Blue Wire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash Blue Wire. Spelled B A B B E L dot com slash Blue Wire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: And I'm seeing Festa out here golfing with fucking Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert. Like it, it, he might be too big time now for me, Matt Festa over here. I mean, he's still <laughs> my guy, but he's playing. Honestly, he's golfing with enemy number one, fucking Robbie Ray. So that's kind of, I don't know where I stand with the uh, Festa anymore, but yeah. man, Festa is like, he's just so electric. The walkout song so Italian, embracing my culture. He's just, yeah. he's electric. Is that Has that always been his walk-in song? was like the, go- not the Godfather, but it was like an Italian themed song, right?
2: No, he had. I gotta remember this song. He had Modesto, he lost a bet, and he had. uh We don't have to text him about
1: it. I might have to text him about it right now. What his walk up song was, he Modesto. lost a bet, and he had to make yet. He, he lost a bet, so his walk up song had to change. Yeah, that's wild. Which, was it you or him that told me that story that didn't name drop that someone had to? When you guys won the championship, in the middle of the bar, I had to piss their pants on the fucking <laughs> table. Was that you or him that told me that? I that think that was, was him. I
2: was him that talked about it.
1: We can't, it might have we been you. Say, Based off say, the
2: quietness, it might have been you. Can't say his name, but it was absolutely it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Just like <laughs> it was like he didn't like was he was pissed off, of course, about he had to do it. But it was just bam, he did it. Like as soon as he lost, he just. He just started pissing, and we're like, "Are you serious?"
1: As a guy that has pissed himself in front of public, I did that on the Instagram live, uh, oh. on the official official podcast account. It's it, it's it's a tough feeling. Like I had to get absolutely mangled before it, because I was like, "There's gonna be hundreds, thousands of people that are gonna see me piss myself." Yeah. And what sucks is, so I, I always talk about this podcast. So I do a Jays podcast here, and Blue Jays Twitter caught a hold of it like two months ago and just blew it up on Twitter. So, like, around Blue Jays' Twitter and Blue Jays Nation, I'm known as the guy that pissed himself for George Springer. So, it's a terrible (laughs) visual. Like, at least that guy doesn't have, like, a video of him on the internet. I have to deal with, like, the fucking stress of having people just roast me, call me piss boy for the Blue Jays. But I'll take that 10 times out of 10.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, Adam Sandler said it once. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Exactly. That's just the most
1: luxury thing of all time. You got to do it sooner than later. Like, if you're not pissing yourself, like, everyone's – done every once in a while it's you. Yeah. Pay, everyone's a pissed themselves but
2: yeah lot, i was dead sober if you, like. if you haven't pissed yourself or shit yourself you're lying you're yeah lying. exactly
1: i was dead sober when i did it too i mean I, yeah. If I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah you just you just love to see that but did he tell tell you what song it was he's probably at the field right now anyway no right? i'm gonna have
2: to wait for it but he's probably at the field um but it was such a it was like a uh it was like a like kind of a kid but it was absolutely electric when he, every time he walked out because um, during that time, during the playoffs, we had, like, Jack Anderson, then Matt Fess, and Art Warren. And, like, when we were winning, those three guys came out, we knew we won the game. But when Fess came out and that song came out, it was just, like, everybody was vibing to it, laughing. It was hilarious. How's Fess's golf? I hope he texts back. But
1: How's his golf game? Is he a good golfer? I see him golfing all the time.
2: A lot better, dude. This This – Lockout, we all got here early. Art Warren, um, who's with the Reds, um,
1: Closer, and
2: uh, Festa. We got here early uh, in Arizona, working out. And they both got a set of clubs, and they knew I played all the time. And they're like, what do you got for us? Like, I was like, perfect. We'll just use two hours a day. I'm going to just teach you guys how to, like, play golf. And we went to the range probably, like, three or four times a week, I was just sitting there watching them, you know, swing, and I would swing, kind of showing what I'm thinking, and you know, word of had the ball, all this stuff, and they've came a long way. I mean, they they are all in on it, all in on golf. So Festa, I think he said he broke a uh, hundred not too long ago. He just started, like he literally just started. I think he's like shooting in the 90s. I think he might have got a uh, uh, a high 80, but he's doing well, and then. Art Warren is like very inconsistent. Like, we'll have one holy he hell birdie in the next hole, like, <laughs> you know, a double, but they love it. They love it.
1: It's just, yeah, it's the greatest sport of all time. Golf is the yeah. greatest sport of all time. I mean, who's, cause I saw you golfing with Logan Webb by the time, Webb also, by the, by the way, who's also ducking this podcast, cause I know his best, <laughs> I know a guy that actually was like, I don't know what it's called, like the guy at the wedding who reads the shit, whatever. I know Tyler yeah. Beatty. I know Tyler Beattie, who's boys yeah, with him, like best yeah. friends with him. So yeah. what's his who's the best golfer on the San Francisco Giants? You know,
2: I didn't get to play with a lot. I knew Kasali, uh, the catcher, who's with the Mariners now. He was good. Um, I've heard, you know, rumors he's solid. And before he got traded, you know, we talked about playing and and uh Yaz,
1: supposedly Yaz that is really guy good. is incredible. Yeah, I fucking love Yaz, dude. Like he is the is like- man. He's he mean. looks like a guy – it's like – and I say this about Hunter Bishop and stuff like that. He looks like a guy I hate because he's just good at everything. Like, that's what Yaz is. Like, he's just such an uh, – he looks awesome. He's a man rocket, probably wheels every girl in the San Francisco area. <laughs> he's nasty at every sport. And it's just now I know that he's good at golf. He's electric. He's no, so he's, sick.
2: he's I heard he's really good. Logan's – you know, Webb was telling me all about that. But, uh, you know, Webb's solid. You know, Webb's has that, you know – confidence about everything and he knows he's not great at golf but he'll just it's he's a good guy to have on your team because he can chatter a little bit you know um we're gonna have some drinks on the course and uh when it comes down to it when we need a shot he's gonna he's gonna be there
1: <laughs> so we just got so we just got festa's walkout song banana boat that's all time ta- i mean why did he change that from that because listen I know, like, the, the Timmy Trumpet shit with the Mets is kind of cringe, but the funny the funny walkout songs from pitchers and, like, stuff like that that gets the fans going, like, Josh Donaldson had In the Air tonight when he was with the Blue Jays. It just gets the people going. Like, why they love would he it. change that? Like, I mean... I know. But the thing is, though, if he's coming in a high-leverage situation, you don't want your pitcher to have, like, a fuck-around song. Like, for no, hitters, it's a little true. bit different.
2: That's true. That's true. I mean... He lost a bet and he rolled with that all year, that song Banana Boat, and everybody loved it. You know, I think it is a song to where I the fans would love it for sure. Um, but yeah, those those songs like you know, Vogelbach's got milkshakes going yeah. like right now, and that's yeah. a lecture,
1: you know? For sure. Yeah, and speaking about Vogelbach, like first base like stuff like that. Since your time in the big leagues, who has been the best guy or a guy that you've got to talk to at like first base, second base, or third base that you're like this guy's unreal. Like, I wish I was playing with this guy. or Being a teammate with this dude must be sick.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Vogelbach's all the time. You know, <laughs> I, I've, I'm fortunate to, you know, be teammates with him for that you know, short time. He was absolutely electric. Electric in the locker room. Everybody <laughs> loved him. Um, but I remember last year, uh, Miguel Cabrera, um, he was playing first base, and he was like messing with me the whole time. He was like pulling my shirt, um, <laughs> holding my hand, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, this, this is freaking Miggy right here, like, <laughs> it's doing this stuff. But he was like laughing about it. Um, you know, he was congratulating me on you know my success and stuff like that. So it was cool.
1: Yeah, Miggy's just—he seems like the guy that everyone loves. he's like he's all time but who's like were you in St. Louis obviously you were there for Albert Pujol stuff like that what was it like seeing the reception this guy gets day in and day out because obviously this is his last year it's wild
2: yeah it's it's unbelievable I think uh to be honest dude St. Louis was probably the coolest place I've played uh it was a day game um it was packed before you know third an hour before the game um people just love baseball there and uh you know, they love pool Holes. They love that he's back. Um, of course, when Arenado comes up to the plate, everybody starts going crazy. Uh, Tommy Edmond, I played with him in college and summer ball, so it was cool to play against him and chat up with him. So, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy to kind of, like, look back now and you're like, the guys you played against, and, you know, who was doing stuff back in the day that Trout's doing right now.
1: Who's the uh... – who's the locker room funny guy like on the, uh, giants, like who's the jester who's keeping the boys loose. Like who's that dude?
2: You know what? Brandon belt is probably one of the funniest guys I've met. He's, he's such a dry humor, you know, and he's not afraid to say anything. Uh, the guy's awesome. You know, he's, he's making everybody laugh, um, all the time. And, uh, you know, Crawford's got the music, he's the DJ. Webb's great. He's hilarious. Um, you know, I you know, I would have to say Belt, you know, he he's the king of that. I think he's one of the funniest guys I ever met. Just because he's dry and when he says something, he keeps a straight face. You know, those guys where yeah. and you're you're crying laughing, but he's got a straight face. That's that's who he is.
1: What a legend Brandon Belt is. Mm-hmm. I mean that guy world I think he yeah, got multiple World Series champ, or at least one yeah. time world series champ. No, I think so, he's I think he's got 3. Oh, him. he's got wow. So that's just absolutely I would be the cockiest piece of shit if I had three <laughs> world series. What's uh? What's Gabe Kapler like? Cuz obviously like he seems like one of the most player coaches of all time, so.
2: No, he's he's very real with you. Um, you know, there's no I don't there's no BS. He's going to be straightforward. What do you think? Um, he's right there to congratulate you, you know. He uh, kind of checks in with you um, every now and then, which is great. Um, you know, take bring you in your office, kind of kind of talk about the game, the situation. But you know, he gets fired up in the dugout once you you do something well for the team, and it's uh, it's awesome to have you have him in the corner.
1: Yeah, and what's uh, what's what's Big Cock Jock like, man? That guy He's- is one of the most interesting dudes in all of baseball. Gets slapped by Tommy Pham. Just the the like the necklace you wears and shit like that. What what's what's Jock Peterson like?
2: The be- I mean the best. Like you know, it's you know I'm saying it to every almost everybody on the team, but like those group of veterans are are solid solid people, and it's so funny to watch Jock because it's like he doesn't like have like a routine. Like every day he just like he has like this plan. All right, I'm gonna roll with this today. and That's gonna get me ready he's not afraid to change bats he's using everybody's bats and (laughs) like you know the other night i'm watching him he's got an axe handle like i've never seen him swing with an axe handle you know he's um i was fortunate enough he gave me one of his bats and i'm like it's a thunder stick too it's like it's got a big head and i'm like no wonder he's freaking hitting the ball 450 feet all the time but uh He's awesome, dude. He's and it's like you see everybody kind of like makes fun of him cuz he got that big body now. He's like got a got a stomach and everything like that, but he's still fast. He's still super athletic and like his hand is crazy.
1: One thing about Gabe Ka- Kapler that's all also impressive is is the fucking is he just has one of the like the most crisp man jaws of all time. Like he is he's incredible. It's it's get Ga- do you think Gabe Kapler is on like with women in the San Francisco area above the age of forty? They probably have him as their phone background, right? I mean, this dude's a man <laughs> yeah. rocket. He's just impressive. He's he's the manager of the team. He's had success in San Francisco. He's that yeah. dude. Is, is he like is is he like? Does he ever get loose with the boys once in a while, while? Like have a couple beers with you guys on the plane and stuff like that, or no?
2: We uh we had like Belt's wife had a uh, birthday. And we had an off day the next day. So this was like one of the most show things I've ever been (laughs) around was Bell at his house. It was unbelievable first off, but he had Nelly come (laughs) perform for his wife's birthday and he brought the whole team and everybody. And it was just, it was so cool because everybody was just hanging out, having drinks, having a good time dancing and like Cap was there with his son and it and, E40 showed up and it was what? just like, I was like, this is, this is <laughs> wild. This is wild. So, um, no, it was a good time. And those guys, I mean, he's, he, the good thing about cap is like, he's not afraid to communicate. And he's right there talking, but he is absolutely jacked too. He, uh, they he get oh after my god the weight, they get after in the weight room. That was the first time I got to St. Louis first time being the team. And I met him in the weight room with, couple other coaches and they're just (laughs) getting after it
1: so he is just absolutely yoked he is so yoked dude like yeah he he's just a freak but i mean what so are you because obviously like i said you can't do upper body and stuff like that are you just gonna get fucking saquon barkley legs are you like (laughs) what are you gonna be doing now because you can't do upper body i'm
2: i'm just riding the bike um i can't really lift yet with my lower half but yeah i'm just riding the bike um, for the most part, that's kind of the only thing I'm doing right now. And it's, it's been two weeks out of surgery. So, um, yeah, I mean,
1: are you packing on the LBs a little bit? Like, are you starting to, I'm watching
2: it, dude. I'm watching it. Cause I'm like, shit, dude. Like it's easy to gain about 20 pounds for me because like, I love food and when I'm like working on everything, I don't have to really worry about it, of course, but you know, Find more ordering Mickey D's too much or Waterburger, and you know I'm not moving. This, I my stomach can get big, so I have to watch out. I might so you're going vegan? Are we up. gonna
1: start the narrative that Donnie Walton's going vegan until he can start working up her body again?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I just gotta stay away from those carbs for a while, dude. I gotta <laughs> stay away from those carbs. Uh, if
1: I were you, man, I would just be doing leg press. I would just be turning my legs into fucking tree trunks. But it, it would <laughs> yeah. screw you over though because you're a fast dude, right? Like so. If you get, like, a lot of muscle mass in your legs or, like, bulkiness, you're fucked. Like, you won't be known as a stolen base guy anymore. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm a stolen base guy in the first place, but, um, yeah, I kind of want to just make sure I'm not putting on too much bad weight right now, of course. And, uh, you know, I love, you know, lifting legs. I love, you know, doing the squat and all that stuff. So, um, I'm definitely missing the weight room because I enjoy it, but... You know, it's part
1: of it right now. Dude, what's harder for you? And you could be completely honest here because listen, I, I, everyone knows I like baseball, but I like golf and football a little bit more than baseball. Like, we, this is (laughs) the true circle. Like, golf and football to me is way better than baseball, but that's just like we're in a little true circle here. What's the hardest part for you is not being able to play baseball. Obviously, it's your job, but was golf like a close second, like not being able to golf anymore? Was you like, what, what, what am I going to fucking do in the offseason?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it definitely, Triggered my mind right away. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm in baseball mode still, like just because the season's going on, I'm watching the games. Uh, I'm missing. I just miss that environment, just with the the team, the locker room, the dugout, the games, just that that camaraderie. Like I love it. Like I enjoy it. Um, you know, in that mode, I'm a high energy guy. So um, not letting my not being able to be that guy is is tough, but in the off season soon as soon as the season's over i'm playing golf like four times a week you know <laughs> um so yeah i think soon as the off season hits like you know when the giants you know are not playing anymore
1: yeah it's it's gonna be difficult yeah that is that is nightmare fuel i might I, take
2: on caddy though i might t- you come out here I'll, I'll get the white suit i'll yeah, get, the, the get, the whole, get the whole get the
1: whole we'll make a content piece I, out of it yeah we'll I'll, have you as my caddy like uh, just so you know i have no gauge on my yards like I use my pitching wedge from like 160 sometimes, and it'll go over the green. Like I just don't understand, like how it I just w- need to to
2: See you swinging on the <laughs> range for 20 minutes, and I got.
1: It. I listen. I'm I, I'm a advocator. If I go on the range, my round's gonna be dog shit. I like to go in it like <laughs> I like to go on it raw dog. Just right. Yeah. First is no. the first swing. That's the only way to I, do it.
2: Absolutely. I uh I listened to uh, uh John Daly on a podcast, and he's like just don't go to the like if you've played golf for quite a bit like myself he goes don't even go to the range go chip and putt and then go go play and i took that approach and that's honestly where my game's gotten 10 times better and um, during spring training i think my golf game is as best it ever ever has
1: been so what what are you going to be shooting when you get back you think like is it are we going to be in nightmare territory <laughs> shit i mean i got the oculus so I'm playing golf on that
2: Oculus and that's the, you know, hopefully that helps me just, you know, stay sane one. And then uh, two, uh, you know, keep me engaged in my, in my golf swing.
1: Does that Oculus, does it mimic uh, like facing actual big league pitching? Cause I know it shows like facing like, like some big league teams would give it to the players, stuff like that. How far off is that? Like you can't even mimic that obviously.
2: No, no, it's uh it's honestly no joke. I was like the first one to be like, dude, I don't need this. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is not going to help me, but honestly, dude, it's, you can't really tell the spin of the ball, um, but you can tell a fastball. You can tell a breaking ball. And the greatest thing, the the best thing about it is like that they have that hologram of whoever is in the big leagues and it's their actual, you know, wind up where they get from the stretch, where the releases. And it's pretty close to, I mean, I've, Put on, got, uh, put on the Oculus of guys I face, and it's pretty close. Like, it honestly is, and um, I'm definitely going to use it from here on out.
1: That's wild. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. It's just like it, now the hitting
2: part, the hitting part. It's whatever, dude. It's like
1: so you just do it to it, get like to see what it's like to be in the box see, against them.
2: Yes, and I think it's 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 money. Like you put on Walker Bueller, and like I think it's going to be so good for you to for guys to use like the night before like all right, i see him i right, like i can visualize him and now when it's time to go it's like nothing new
1: that's wild so last question here i want to talk about because obviously you're in the nl now you're, you're facing more nl team stuff like that who's the nastiest pitcher you face so far because you face some dogs like i think have you faced did you face sandy alcantara uh um did I? No, you would the, remember if you faced Sandy Alcondra.
2: Um, the, the, the Marlins guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I faced him. Yeah. Uh,
1: he, I heard it just a fucking bowling ball facing that dude. That it's, dude. It
2: comes out. It comes out hot for sure. It definitely <laughs> comes out hot. Um, and you kind of see the film you kind of realize, all oh, right, you know, I understand why this guy's good, but he can also like locate all that stuff, which if you can locate that stuff, then that's why you're you're at the top of the top of the food chain so you, of i mean you got course. to face
1: walker bueller too and stuff like that like so is is it sandy or why like, who's the best so far you no
2: know, i i uh i face faced i you know people ask me this question a lot but like the, the guy that really um abused me <laughs> last year was frankie montaz when he was on his stuff uh he got me three times um Another guy is, like, you know, I'm so bad with names, like a white, white Sox guy with a changeup as a short arm action.
1: Dylan Cease? Lucas no, Giolito?
2: Giolito. His changeup was something I haven't seen in a while <laughs> um, or ever. So he got me a couple times. I'd say those two guys, like with their pitch, like, like Montau's a splitter, his changeup, um, and, like, those are two of the nastier pitches I've seen.
1: So, actually, we're going to end off on this. So, obviously, you got to play in the big leagues before the sticky stuff ban, after the sticky stuff ban. As a hitter, did you realize when, like, a pitcher was, like, was using the sticky stuff? Because, I mean, it was pretty, it was blatant, like, wide like wide, wide in the open and stuff like that. Did you get to, like, did you realize, like, man, this is so fucking unfair. Like, I, he just has an extra advantage on the mound, so like that. Like, being a hitter in both those eras, how different is it in the non-sticky stuff era and in the sticky stuff era to face pitchers?
2: You know, I I was up and down a lot, so um, it was pretty tough to tell. You could see like how guys' stuff were was like, you know, the I don't know. It was just like you could see the spin rate was a little bit a little bit more, um, and the ball was moving a little bit more. Like I remember for Sonny Gray, like my first at bat. And or my second at bat, he threw me a two seamer that moved so much that I like. I was like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like, and the breaking ball was sharper. Everything was just like a little bit sharper. Um, and I remember Seeger and Hanniger talking about it, and like they, you know, they've been playing for a while, and they definitely saw, um, a difference in a couple guys uh, when that when they're facing them.
1: Yeah, it's just wild. I just think. And the fact that, and I've seen some videos now of some pitchers using in their fucking hair and shit like that, dude, it just, it's such bullshit. Like, if a major league hitter should get suspended for using PEDs, obviously, which makes sense, <laughs> yeah. why yeah. can't pitchers be held accountable for having that competitive advantage with something that's clearly illegal with, like, sticky tack and spider tack and stuff like that? You can see the effect on, it. like, Garrett Cole has a, against the Jays at least, since the sticky stuff band has over a six ERA, and then before it, it was like a sub three, like it's a clear advantage. So I just don't know why.
2: No, absolutely, yeah. And I now I definitely think they should have something that you know they can have control of the ball. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. Get hit, and you don't want guys to get hurt. Um, but imagine this: they got they got the sticky stuff, and they're also changing up their rhythm to throw off your timing. So you got both those things. It's just like, dude. I mean,
1: it's unfair. You, you guys, That's why the average is at an yeah. all-time low, like it or yeah. it was, and stuff like that. Like, it's like it's impossible to hit, dude. Like, it's it's wild to me. I, I it's just crazy to me that like pitchers are so like we like we need this. No, dude, you don't need and, spider and, tack.
2: And they're changing the ball, and it's like guys have noticed that a ton this year. Just like the ball is not going anywhere. Like. Yeah. There's, there's been plenty of guys where you see him hit one and it's like, that needs to be gone or that needs to be got over the guy's head or whatever like that. So they got to figure it out, man. Cause it's just, it's just brutal, dude. It's just, it's, it's not fair one. And you know, it's not, it's not, just not good for the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, there you have it folks, man. I mean, my caddy guy that's rehabbing right now in AZ living the dream, Pro, I mean, I don't know how close you are to ASU. Maybe you can go to a couple of Arizona state parties. <laughs> Um, figure it out from there and uh, wheel, or maybe go to the local bars. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Get keep your mind occupied there. But no pleasure to have you back on, brother. And uh, awesome. it's sick. It's it's. Sick. I'll be honest with you. Kind of pissing me off. You play like three hours ahead, so like I have to stay up till like two a.m. to watch you some days. But <laughs> yeah. whatever, man. Just keep doing your thing. Keep grinding, man. Okay, and sure. uh, the road to recovery is gonna be all. It's gonna be awesome. Can't wait to see you get back. Revenge Absolutely.
2: season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, brother.